Welcome back to the Full-Time Wedding Pro Podcast, where we help wedding photographers and filmmakers attract their ideal clients, raise their prices, and book more weddings. This podcast is sponsored by my high-level coaching program called Full-Time Wedding Pro. So if you like the content that we have in this podcast and you want to see if we can personally help you grow your wedding business, you can apply for more information about our program at fulltimeweddingpro.com forward slash application. The link is also going to be in the show notes. And when you apply, what we're going to do is send you all the information about our program, as well as student case studies and a free training that shows you our entire wedding booking process so you can see if it's a good fit for you. We also have a free mini course that teaches exactly how to book high ticket weddings almost entirely on autopilot. So if you want to grab that mini course, all you got to do is go to my Instagram at Peyton Helm, or you can click the link to it in the show notes and just DM me the word book. Whenever you DM me, what I'm going to do is go ahead and send you the link to that mini course and I'll follow up with you. And if you have any questions, you can shoot me a message. Finally, if you like the podcast, please leave me a five-star review. That helps so much with pushing this podcast out to new people that I can help. Um, and it only takes you a few seconds. So thank you again for tuning in and let's go ahead and start the episode. Welcome back to the Full-Time Wedding Pro Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Peyton Helm. I'm the creator of Full-Time Wedding Pro. I do not have a sponsor for this podcast. However, if you're listening to this podcast and you want uh, more in-depth training on how to book more weddings, uh, whether you're using Facebook ads or SEO or social media or whatever, you just want to learn how to book more weddings, how to raise your prices, and how to have a sustainable business that supports your dream lifestyle, please go to fulltimeweddingpro.com and join our free Facebook group. Guys, we've got a free Facebook group. We have a free Discord group. The link for that is in the Facebook group. Uh, and then we also have a high-level mentorship program. If you guys don't know about the mentorship program, it is a high-level, in-depth, full training. I've got multiple video courses. I've got ongoing coaching to help you book uh, on the topic of tonight's podcast, six figures in weddings, if you want to, or whatever level of success you want to go for. So again, go to fulltimeweddingpro.com if you were not part of that Facebook group. A lot of awesome stuff going on here. And this is currently being live streamed inside the Facebook group. So what's up, all of my people watching this live inside the Facebook group? I am super pumped for you guys tonight. Tonight, we're going to be talking about how to build a six-figure wedding photography or wedding filmmaking business, okay? Um, I already did a little bit of an introduction into the Facebook group, so you guys already heard this, but this is going to be um, pretty much a three-pillar process, okay? If you guys have actually downloaded my book, More Weddings Guy with Facebook ads, I talk about a three-pillar system a little bit. Um, I'm actually revamping that, and I'm going to change it from just talking about Facebook ads to going into a little bit more of a holistic approach to booking weddings. But regardless, tonight, we're going to be talking about everything you guys need to be doing to have a six-figure wedding business. And it, again, it doesn't have to be six figures. If you just want to hit like 50 or 60 or 70 or $80,000 in a year, that's totally fine. I'm not going to judge you for doing less than 100,000. But if you do want to hit 100K or more, this is going to be the process to do so. So I'm super, super pumped for you guys. I'm holding nothing back tonight. Um, in an hour, I'm going to show you the exact process that you can use to have success in your wedding business. So if you guys are watching this live in the Facebook group and you're excited, please comment uh, something. Just say, just let me know where you're tuning in from. Let me know that you're here. Um, Meg said subconscious iTunes plug. <laughs> yeah, I said iTunes and I was talking about the podcast. Um, so anyway, let's go ahead. Let's dive in, guys. So to build a six-figure wedding business before i even get into the three pillars okay i want to talk a little bit about the most important factor here which is mindset um there's a very famous quote i don't know who said it i feel like it was lebron james although i might be wrong so please don't don't quote me here um don't quote me on the quote however they said that um in the game of basketball i'm really like the in the game of any sport or anything in life um success is 98% mental. Okay. So it's like 98% all in your head as in like your beliefs, your mindset, and then like 2% strategy and practice. You know what I mean? So I really like to harp on mindset a lot because mindset, literally it's one of the things that nobody wants to talk about. Nobody wants to listen to, because every time I talk about mindset, I just know people are like, Oh, come on, just get to the strategy. I want to know the strategy mindset, mindset, strategy, means nothing without the correct mindset because I could literally spend five hours on here and tell you guys every single thing that you need to do step-by-step step to book weddings consistently, quickly, whatever. But if your mindset, like if you believe that you can't do it, you're not going to do it. You're not going to put the work in. So I like to harp on mindset a lot. And that's what I, I, I love talking about it, honestly, too, because it's, it's one of the most important things you can do. I'm playing it up right. Let's talk about it. So 
I actually have a few podcast episodes on mindset. Um, the biggest things I see with mindset though, is the lack of belief in yourself. Like a lot of people, a lot of photographers and filmmakers, but really just people in any industry, a lot of people who are business owners, they start, um, they treat their business like a hobby because they don't fully believe that it will be super, super successful and sustainable. Like if in, you guys watching this live, let me know, like if you've ever, if when you started your business, did you, were you scared? Like, did you have a huge belief that like, oh man, like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I don't know if I can be successful. I don't know if I can book this number of weddings uh, every single year or not. Um, let me know if that kind of thought has plagued you. And if, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can't tell me, but I assume that like a lot of people struggle with this. There's also a lot of other limiting beliefs surrounding photography. Like there's too much competition and people don't pay high prices and so on and so forth. And I've, I've done other podcast episodes that tackle those, but we are plagued. We are raised with limiting beliefs because we are inherently afraid to take risks and starting a business and, you know, trying to grow a successful photography business it takes a lot of risk, like a whole lot of risk. You have to invest in marketing. You have to invest in education if you want to take it seriously, at least. Um, and you have to invest your time and, and money into gear, all kinds of stuff that you have to risk to, to be successful. And if you have that limiting belief that like, oh man, I don't know if this is going to work for me. I don't know if this is really going to, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make any money at this. You're not going to do the necessary things required to be successful. It's like a feedback loop. A lot of people talk about law of attraction and they kind of make it this some kind of mystical, spiritual thing. Um, and some people certainly believe that, which is fine. Me personally, I believe in the law of attraction, but I believe in it as a um, or in a more logical, literal sense. The way it works, if you guys don't know about the law of attraction, pretty much is like, if you, if you believe it and if you think of it, it will come to you. And a lot of the, like the, the super spiritual woo-woo type people, they say like, oh, if you just believe something, the universe will deliver it to you. Um, I'm not quite as mystical <laughs> there. I'm, I'm a little bit more based in logic. And for me, I know that 98% of our entire day-to-day -day lives, they are determined and they're directed by our subconscious mind. So if you have a belief deep, deep down that you're not going to be successful or this business is not going to supply you um, the necessary amounts of money to become successful or time freedom or whatever it is, then you're not going to do the work required to do it. Your brain is going to be like, oh, this isn't worth it. Like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to look for opportunities because this isn't going to work. So overcoming that belief that it's not going to work for you or that you're not good enough or that there's too much competition, or uh, people aren't going to pay high prices for wedding photography. That's the number one thing, or I guess the, the most important things that you need to overcome. Okay. And this is, you know, a lot of people just call it kind of standard motivation. Um, a lot of it really is just mindset work. And it's not something that you could do overnight. It's something you have to continuously and continuously and continuously put into your brain. Um, and since you guys are on here, you know, all of you guys watching in the Facebook group right now, and all of you guys listening to this podcast, you're already doing that right now by listening to me, but you can do more. You can listen to other podcasts. You can read other success-based books, do that really, really dive into that stuff. I have a challenge in the mentorship program, um, in like literally the very first video in the video course, uh, where I talk about, uh, there's a specific challenge you could do where you read 30 minutes a day, or, or you listen to podcasts 30 minutes a day, um, and you do it for 30 days straight. And you, you document how different your mindset is at the end of that 30 days. Um, and I, I, don't, I haven't really caught up with a lot of the students who've done it <laughs> personally, but for me personally, when I did it, um, it completely changed my outlook on life and on business in general. So listen, like if you guys have the time, this is super, super important. Um, listen to success-based podcasts. It doesn't have to be about photography per se. Um, listen to podcasts like an hour a day, or if you'd rather read, read a book for an hour a day, or if you like both split it between 30 minutes. The, the goal here is one hour a day for 30 days. Okay. That's the challenge. And if all of you guys can do that, um, even, you know, I don't really care if all of you do it, but as many people who want to do it, do it and look and see how different your life is after that 30 days. It's, it's going to be like, if you really commit and you do it and you form a habit, and then after that, you continue to do it, you would be shocked 
at the things that can change in your life. We got a comment, Meg said, don't charge or don't change your prices to attract potential clients, attract your ideal couples and explain to them what value you bring to the table. Yeah, exactly. For all of you guys who don't know, Meg is in our mentorship program and that's exactly what I teach inside the program. I show, hey, if you're charging like a thousand or $2,000, nah, let's bring that up to like four or 5,000. Don't decrease your price to attract clients. Attract clients anyway through other methods and then show them your value so that they, they will book you at those higher price points. Um, and it's crazy. Like a lot of people are afraid of competition. They're afraid of raising their prices because they're afraid of like, oh, people in my market don't pay that um, and, and, and so on and so forth. But like, guys, I promise if there are other photographers out there who are doing what you want to do, there is no reason you can't do that as well. There's no reason. Okay. I promise if other people are successful, there's no reason why you can't be successful too. So I'm going to wrap up the little mindset rant there. That was my mindset rant. I'm going to get a drink. But seriously, guys, mindset, mindset, mindset is the most important thing that you can have right before you start uh, really working on your business. Okay. So that's my rant. Now I want to move on to the three pillars, the three pillars of building a very high, highly successful wedding photography or videography business. Um, these three pillars pretty much are, it's the entire strategy I teach in the mentorship program. Um, pretty much the three pillars are number one, marketing. That makes sense. You need to market. Number two, high quality website content. And number three, monetization, AKA raising your prices and closing with confidence. These are the three pillars that you need to have down. If you, excuse me. <coughs> oh my gosh, I got choked. <coughs> oh my gosh. Oh, sorry guys. Anyway, these are the three pillars that you have to have down. Uh, if you want to build a six figure wedding business or a successful wedding business, no matter what that means to you, um, three pillars, marketing, high valuable website content, and then a solid closing and pricing strategy. You need to have that stuff down. So let's dive into it. You know, the three things are let's dive into each one. And I'm going to give you guys some very special, awesome tips on how to perfect uh, well, maybe not perfect, but how to get started on each one and then eventually perfect those. Damien said, once I raise my price, I do not want to lower anymore. Yeah. I, <laughs> every single time I've raised my prices, I'm like, man, why was I charging so little? This is easy. It's crazy too. Cause like, I'm going to, I'm going to side note for a second. Um, one of my mentors said that like the higher you charge, the easier it is to sell, no matter what you're selling, even though less people might buy it it's so much easier to sell something that's higher priced because the price itself and the value that you have attached to that price that does all the selling for you. So like, think about how, like, if you could afford it, like what would be more attractive to you? A photographer who charges a thousand dollars or a photographer who charges $10,000. Like if you had the money, what's more attractive to you, right? So it's not that selling a five or a $10,000 wedding package is harder it's just, you have to, you are only, you, you sell it to less people because less people have that much money, but you'd be surprised at how uh, resourceful people can be to get that money if they really want that service. You know what I mean? So anyway, that's just like, that's a pricing thing. I probably should save that to the last point, but regardless, let's move on to the first point, which is marketing. Okay. Now for all my OGs here, um, I started this Facebook group pretty much with the angle of, Hey, I'm going to teach Facebook ads for wedding photographers. I'm going to teach Facebook and Instagram ads for wedding photographers. Uh, and I did, <laughs> and it was great. Like a lot of our students in the program, they're, they're hitting $10,000 months, almost solely through Facebook ads. Um, we're getting a lot, a lot of success from Facebook ads. In fact, that was my main strategy that we used to book, um, all of our weddings every year, me and my fiance, Hannah. So I, um, I really don't want to be arrogant and call myself like a Facebook ads expert, but I do, I do know what I'm talking about. And I really like solidly believe that full-time wedding pro has the best Facebook ads training on the entire market for the wedding industry. But me tuning my own horn aside, um, Facebook ads and Instagram ads are without a doubt, probably the number one way to get weddings booked uh, both quickly and consistently you do the, the downside of Facebook ads is you do have to pay for them. <laughs> like you're going to be spending one to even $300 per wedding. Um, but if you do the other things, right. Then I'm going to talk about in this podcast, 
it won't really matter because you're going to be booking at like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars, whatever you want to charge, right? So a few hundred dollars for like a five thousand dollar wedding, not that bad, right? But regardless, Facebook ads do cost money, and and that's why a lot of people kind of turn away from them because Facebook ads are. They're very, um, I wouldn't say very, but they are decently complicated if you don't know what you're doing um, and you're not like super tech savvy. And uh, they are also easy to mess up if you don't know what you're doing, because you could very easily spend like five or a thousand dollars and like not get any inquiries because you don't know what you're doing. Um, there's a lot of really, really bad information out there on Facebook ads, which is really sad. Um, the, the, and almost like nobody teaches it. Like I know myself and then maybe like two or three other creators in the entire wedding industry that teaches Facebook ads actually correctly. Um, and there's a lot of really bad info out there. So yeah, but don't be afraid of Facebook ads because Facebook ads, if done right, can really, really absolutely transform your business. Shannon said, yes, easy to mess up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, yeah. Yeah. Thankful to have a mentor. <laughs> That's funny, Shannon. Um, yes, even like seeing some of our students, like they'll mess it up and, and then I'll have to get on and be like, oh, actually you did this wrong. Let's fix this. And that's okay. Um, especially if you've never done Facebook ads before, they can be pretty complicated, but that, you know, it, it is a little complicated and you do have to spend money on it. However, they work faster and more consistently than almost any other marketing strategy, like at least available to beginners on in the entire wedding industry. Now, if you're like a, a veteran, you're like, you've been doing photography for 10 years um, and you're getting like, you know, 10 inquiries a day straightly from, from referrals, Facebook ads probably aren't gonna be for you. Like you're already, you have plenty of work. However, for people who are a little bit more on the beginning stages, like in maybe in their first year or maybe in their first couple of years in wedding photography, um, Facebook ads can really grow your business um, faster than almost anything else. Okay. So I love, I love, love, love Facebook ads. And they're, I say they are a little bit complicated, but what I like about them is after you get past like the initial setup part, um, especially if you do it the way we teach is you set it and you forget it and you can let it run for months on end. Like I literally have an ad right now that's been running for like, I think three months, four months, I haven't touched it and it's getting me consistent inquiries. So like, they're not hard to do at all um, after you get past that, like that little initial setup phase. <laughs> so regardless, Facebook ads are one of the best marketing strategies you can do. But I want to talk about more because I have a ton of content on Facebook ads. Again, if you guys are in the, the, um, the Facebook group, get in and look at some of the training I have on Facebook ads. I have an, a complete guide section where I go into like how we structure Facebook ads um, and, and all kinds of fun stuff. So go look at that stuff. It's, it, there's a lot of really good value there. Um, however, I do want to talk about other marketing strategies and I, I'm sorry, I keep like coughing and keep getting choked. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, I can't talk tonight for some reason, but anyway, when looking at marketing strategies, Facebook, I'm going to give you three. Okay. I, I should have started with this. I'm going to give you three marketing strategies that I want all of you guys to focus on. Okay. Um, Again, I should have started with that. Facebook is the first one. Facebook ads and, and Instagram ads are the first one. Let's move on to the second one. The second one, which I think is um, almost a rival to Facebook ads, but not really a rival because it actually works really well if you do both of these in tandem. And that is search engine optimization or SEO for short, okay? Um, and there's, there's actually a lot of really, really good SEO content out there on the market. Um, and SEO is not necessarily... Um, like there's a lot of good info on it and there's also a lot of bad info on it because it's, you know, everything out there is, is free unless you actually buy something. But SEO is super freaking easy. Like you could spend like four or five hours getting everything set up and then like you're done and all you have to wait for is Google to refer you to clients. Um, I really do like SEO. And again, I didn't really teach it much in the very beginning of this program because I was really like, I wanted to teach Facebook ads primarily, but I also think that ranking on Google has a lot of power that a lot of people have not tapped into yet. Um, and it could be because like social media is what you initially think of whenever like you think of booking weddings, like, okay, I need to post on Instagram. I need to post on Facebook. I need to get in front of these people. Um, and even though the, the Google search engine, they are getting less searches every year because the attention is now going towards like Pinterest and Facebook and Instagram. Um, there is still a lot of traffic to be in front of on Google. Okay. It's not a dying breed right now. It might be in the future, but for right now it is like, and that's another kind of conversation too, before I dive into the specifics here, um, Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, 
even Google, they all change, right? So you can't really look at something and be like, well, I don't, I don't know if I should do Facebook ads because like all the attention is on Instagram, but then like, that's going to change. And there's a point to that, but right now, Facebook and Instagram are in their prime right now. Like I know Facebook is a little bit more geared towards like the, the, the older type people and more of like the, what you think would be very successful and very um, outgoing and adventurous and everything. Wedding couples are on Instagram, which is true. Um, but that's the beauty about Facebook guys, because you can actually market to both. And if your client is on Instagram or Facebook, you can show an ad to them. Um, a lot of people seem to think, and I'm going back to Facebook guys for a second. A lot of people seem to think, cause I've seen this in so many comments in other groups. A lot of people seem to think that um, you can't book 5,000 and $10,000 from Facebook and Instagram ads. I don't know why people say that because it's simply not true. Like you can market to anybody on Facebook. In fact, I know people who are not in the wedding. Well, first of all, I do know people who are in the wedding industry who use Facebook ads to book $10,000 clients, but I know people who are outside of the wedding industry who use Facebook ads to like literally sell 30, 40, $50,000 masterminds. Okay. You can sell whatever the heck you want on Facebook because almost everybody who has an internet connection is on either Facebook or Instagram or both. And as soon as said, sorry, I'm like, no worries. Thank you for showing up. I'm ranting about Facebook ads. So anyway, if you guys have the limiting belief that like you can't sell higher end wedding prices through Facebook ads, just get that out of your brain because I do it. My students do it. And so many other people who I'm not even connected to do it. So don't discount Facebook ads because you think you have to charge less. You don't. You can charge five, seven, ten thousand $10,000 for weddings if you want to and still sell them through Facebook ads. I've done it. My students done it. And I know a lot of people who do it. Okay. So regardless, let's talk about SEO again, because I was ranting on SEO for a little bit and then I stopped. So what I love about ranking on Google is the fact that you do the work once it's fairly similar to Facebook ads in this way, and you just let it run. You just let it do its course. Now, um, what's another benefit is you actually don't have to pay for it because, well, mostly, most of the stuff you can do with SEO is free. You do, you can pay for some stuff, but that's beside the point. Um, you can rank on Google for free and you can get that traffic in and you can get a lot of inquiries very, very consistently. So SEO, like I said, yeah, if you're just wanting to do one strategy, SEO can rival Facebook ads. The problem um, with SEO and the thing that uh, made me want to teach Facebook ads instead is the fact that Google is so freaking slow. Like it, you can set everything up perfectly, but it's going to take three to six, even to 12 months for you to really see solid rankings and get up on like that, for, that front page Google for your keywords. That's the problem with SEO. Um, it's very, very slow and very inconsistent in the very beginning. However, once you get ranked, um, as long as like you don't have a massive spammy website and everything, uh, you should stay ranked and you will get a lot of traffic very, very quickly. And it's very consistent. So I like SEO for that reason. However, I don't like SEO because it is slow and it, it can be a little inconsistent and you are at the mercy of Google. If you guys remember uh, a long time ago, I don't remember the exact year, but I believe it was around 2010, maybe 2012. I'm not sure. Um, there was a huge change to the Google al algorithm. Um, a lot of people were ranking on Google and then Google completely changed their algorithm and like it, it completely crushed a whole bunch of websites. So SEO is good. However, just like with Facebook, you are at the mercy of these big platforms. That's the problem with only doing one strategy. Okay. Whether it's Facebook ads and you're only doing Facebook ads or it's SEO and you're only ranking on Google or you're only posting on Instagram you are at the mercy of these platforms. So if you're just doing one strategy, don't stop, but perfect that strategy and then move on to another one. And that is why I teach multiple inside my program. Because I realized, like I, I probably had my program launched for a good four or five months before I realized like, okay, Facebook ads are great. I love teaching Facebook ads. We're getting amazing results, but... I don't want all of my students to be a slave to Facebook because Facebook can change one thing and your ads are screwed. I don't think they will because they make a lot of money from Facebook ads, but they could change one thing 
and it cuts your your effectiveness of um, your Facebook ads. Like, you know, everybody talks about how iOS 14 completely crushed Facebook ads and they didn't. I don't want to throw that out there. They didn't. We just had to adjust our strategy. What iOS for, if for all of you guys who are, are holding back on Facebook ads for iOS 14, I'll tell you what happened. If you guys don't know, Apple, when they released iOS 14, they gave people the ability to turn off cross app tracking. So if they, if somebody clicks on your Facebook ad and they go to your website um, and, and they've turned that off, then Facebook, the Facebook pixel cannot track them on your website, which really is not that big of a deal. It kind of messed up retargeting ads a little bit because it's, you know, um, it takes a lot more people going to your website now to have a large amount of people you can retarget to. However, you can retarget to people who just clicked on your ad on Facebook and Instagram. So it didn't really change much. So if somebody, like if you're hearing a lot of talk and a lot of rumors in the industry about Facebook ads not working since iOS 14, they still work. We just had to adjust our strategy a little bit, but they still work really freaking well. And all my students in the program can match for that. So anyway, let's go back to what I was talking about. Ranking on Google, solid strategy. I love it. And it's real freaking easy. Like you could learn everything you need to know about ranking on Google in like an hour. It's really freaking easy. Um, and that's what I love about it. It's free. Um, the downsides are it is slow a little bit because Google is, you know, Google sucks and they're kind of slow. Um, <laughs> and it is, it can be a little inconsistent. You can bounce on rankings sometimes, but once you get up to that first page, you usually stay there and it's very consistent traffic. So anyway, that's why it's number two on my list. Facebook ads are number one. SEO is a very, very, very close number two. So what's number three? Number three is actually a hybrid model. Um, and in number three, I combine uh, social media and vendors into one. And this is what I teach my autopilot leads course um, inside the mentorship program. Pretty much right now, and I actually just did a really big live stream on social media. So if you're not in the Facebook group, go join the Facebook group and watch it. Um, it's in the guide section. But regardless, um, a lot of photographers, they post on social media and they, they are super highly focused on like, I need to post three times a day and I need to post this picture and this picture and I need to do all these mini hashtags and all this stuff. Um, and I swear, if you do that, you're worrying about the wrong thing, okay? It's fine if you want to post two or three times a day. That's fine. In fact, I recommend posting a post a day and a few stories per day if you want to, but you don't have to. But if you want to, solid strategy for Instagram. However, stop thinking about what time to post, how many times a day you should post, how many hashtags you should use, what hashtags to use, what locations to use. And start thinking about what you want your couples to see and what kind of value you can bring to those couples and vendors, okay? This is a different strategy than a lot of people talk about. How can you provide value to clients and vendors? How can you provide value to vendors? Well, I'll show you, I'll tell you how. What if instead of just posting this picture in this beautiful location and, and, and your caption saying, oh my gosh, I miss this place so much. What if instead you started following your dream wedding vendors in your area that you really, really want to work with and you started shouting them out on your story or you started making posts with them or about their services? What if you did a Facebook Live or Facebook? What if you did an Instagram Live with them? You know what I mean? You could do this with planners. You could do it with venues. You could do it with other photographers, other filmmakers, florists, bridal shops. You could literally make a highlight of all of your favorite vendors. But I don't see anybody doing that. Do you guys watching this live? Like, let me know. I don't see people doing that right now. I see a bunch of photographers who just post their own photos and just hype themselves up. Oh, it's, it's me, it's me, 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 me. But you're not providing value to your couples, right? And I like the phrase, um, nobody likes to be sold to. However, if you're, if you're not posting different things that highlight your brand and that separate yourself from the competition, why are you posting on Instagram? If you're trying to impress other photographers by posting pretty pictures, that's great. But I promise you guys, and I, I'm going to say this, and this is going to give me a lot of controversy. Your clients don't care about your pictures. I promise. 
You know why? Because every freaking professional photographer right now takes amazing pictures. And if your client, if they know like, okay, I want either bright and airy or bright and colorful, people say, um, or if I want dark and moody, they're going to follow a whole bunch of photographers who have that style. And they're not really going to either know or care how different your, your photos are within that certain style. What they do care about is who you are, the experience you provide for them, all that you offer, whether it's reveal celebrations or um, timeline help or whatever, like they, they care about what you offer albums, video, doesn't matter, right? They care about what you offer. They don't really care about the prettiest location you've ever taken a photo in. I promise. Show your couples how you're different, provide content and help out your vendors. And I think I just lost my camera camera. Okay. Hang on. We're going to, we're going to pause here. Cause I just lost my camera. Uh, my battery died. So anyway, while I'm still ranting, um, if you're just posting an Instagram and it's just all about you, 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 you're just posting the prettiest pictures that you can and nothing else, then you're doing Instagram the old way. The new way is to provide your clients and your vendors best, the absolute best value that you possibly can. Okay. So as I was saying, uh, if you're just posting on Instagram, uh, and you're just posting all about you, all about the most beautiful pictures you've ever taken and so on and so forth, uh, you're doing Instagram the old way instead provide content for your couples and your vendors. That's what I want you guys to do. So that wraps up the first pillar, which is marketing. I spent a lot of time on marketing. Um, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but number two, we're talking about website content. Let me get a drink. And the reason why I spent a lot on marketing is because I'm actually not going to spend a super long time on website content. And there's a reason why. Um, in the Facebook group, I have done... A, a live stream on reviewing people's websites. And in that live stream, I went through literally like, I think it was like a top six list of every single thing that you guys need to put on your website. So I recommend all of you guys go watch that. It's live website reviews. It's in the guide section of the Facebook group. Go watch that. And that will tell you everything you need to know about how to structure your website. What I am going to talk about a little bit in this video is um, obviously you need the basics down for your website, right? It shouldn't just be, um, your portfolio. If it's just your portfolio and there's nothing else, then you're doing the website wrong. Okay. Um, on the website, you need to not only show who you are. Well, first off, obviously you need to show your images, right? You need to have a portfolio, but you need to show who you are, an actual picture of you with full about me section. So that way you can connect with your couples on an empathetic level, right? Show everything about you and why you're a wedding photographer. Talk about the process of what it looks like to work with you with whenever your clients do hire you. Um, I am obviously you need to have like your location and everything and who you serve. Um, I'm also a super huge proponent of putting your starting price on your website. Okay. Um, I, and there's a reason why, like if you are in the very, like the lower tier of wedding photographers, as far as pricing goes, at least um, not work-wise, but pricing wise, and you're charging like under $1,500, then it's totally fine for you to go through and you can make like a full package list and you can put all your prices on there and that's fine because you're going to be dealing with price shoppers at that level. Um, and like if people come to your website and they see like you start at like $800, somebody who has a $10,000 wedding budget, they're not going to inquire for you, okay? So you can put all your pricing if you're charging under $1,400 or $1,500 or even under $2,000 really. However, if you're charging more than like, 2000 to 2500 I'm a proponent of putting your starting rate or just no pricing at all. Okay. There's a reason why. Um, and there's a reason why too, if you look a lot of the really successful photographers, they either have starting prices only or no pricing at all. Okay. Um, now with the no pricing at all, there's, there's an argument there. Okay. Because with no pricing at all, if you have a really freaking solid closing strategy and you have a really solid pricing strategy, like you get when you're in the full-time wedding pro mentorship program, subtle plug, um, then you can do no pricing and then you can probably, um, 
you're going to have more leads. Okay. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, and you can, you can sell to those leads and you can, you know, take somebody who may have thought, Oh, I can only afford a $2,000 wedding package. And then you can sell them like a four or $5,000 wedding collection. And it's a lot better. Um, however, I'm a really big proponent of starting rates. And the reason why is because you filter out all of the people who definitely can't afford even your base price. Um, while also showing people like, Hey, um, this starting rate, it's not too high. It's not too low. It's kind of right there in the middle. Um, and people who have a larger wedding budget, they'll see that and be like, Oh yeah, well, their starting rates, not like a thousand dollars. It's 3000 or it's 4,000 or 4,500 in my case. So yeah, I'm going to talk to them. Um, and they will inquire and then you'll go from there. So I'm a really big proponent of putting a starting rate, or if you just put no pricing, that's fine too, but you're going to get a whole lot of leads and you're, you're going to have more calls with those leads potentially. Uh, and it's, you're going to get more of, oh, you're really expensive. I didn't know. And a lot of, Hey, just send me your pricing. So you could do either one. They both work. They both have pros and cons. Um, I'm a proponent of either. Me personally, I put my starting rate, my starting rate is 4,500. I put it on my website and it's worked fine for me. So, and I also will say, um, this actually goes into the third point of raising prices, but I have had more inquiries with a starting rate of 4,500 than I did at like 25 or 35. I don't know why, could just be my brand, but you know, you never know. You never know if you're charging too low and turning away too many clients that you might be attracting with your brand. So you got to work on it with pricing a little bit, but anyway, let's talk more about website content. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it. Again, go watch that live stream where I talked about, like I did full website reviews. I did all this stuff. Um, cause there's a lot of really, really amazing content on there. And if you guys are in the Facebook group, um, I do live website reviews periodically, right? So come on here, um, and submit your website whenever we do those. And I, I potentially, I might review your website whenever I do those. Um, don't do it right now for all of you guys watching this live, <laughs> but I do website reviews every now and then. So let me get a drink. Let's keep going. So I wanted to talk more, more in depth on number three, which is closing. And there's a reason why. Having a, a really solid closing strategy and also pricing strategy is arguably the most important part of all of this. Because if you are just like, if you're getting inquiries from your marketing and your website and you're just sending them a pricing guide, I promise you're shooting yourself in the foot. I promise. Because there's, there's this weird, um, well, I, don't, I wouldn't call it weird, but there's a study that a lot of people in the coaching industry did. And it's usually you can sell a course for like up to about $2,400, $2,500, just over like an order page and with a sales video. And if you guys have noticed, if you're in like a lot of the, the bigger educator groups um, and they just sell a course, like I know Jai Long, he charges $2,400 for his course. I think Ben Hartley 20, charges $2,400 for his course. Um, up until that $2,500, that's where you're not really able to effectively sell a service um, just over an order page or just over, in our case, a pricing guide, right? Whenever you start going into like the 3000 the 4000 the 5000 the $10,000 area, that's where you need a phone call. And so what I teach in my program is doing phone calls. And I, I recommend every photographer in my program don't charge below like 3k unless you're just starting out. It's okay if you're starting out. Um, but if you're, if you're booking consistent weddings, um, at least start at $3,000 and then get people on the phone and get them booking four, five, six, $10,000 weddings. Okay. I've got several students who are using that and they're booking five and $6,000 weddings. Um, it's very, very possible if you're doing things over the phone. And I heard this quote from one of my mentors, Dan Henry. And he said, if you're getting people on the phone, the people who say yes to $3,000, for example, they'll say yes to $5,000. And they, they might even say yes to higher. And that, that, that one quote completely changed my entire mindset on pricing. And it's true because I've done it. If people say yes to three, they'll probably say yes to four or five, or maybe even six or higher. It's just how people work. If they really want a valuable service and they either have the money or they can get the money, 
and they, you, you have an amazing service, obviously that's, that's given, um, they'll say yes and they'll buy. But for the people who would say no to five, they'll say no to three and they'll say no below because at that level, people are either turning you down, um, because they, this just not a good fit. They want to go with somebody somewhere else. Um, or they just don't have the money and that's not a problem on your end. There's a problem on their end. So having a very solid closing strategy is super important and having high prices is crucial if you want to build a six-figure wedding business. Because I'm telling you guys right now, you cannot sustainably build a six-figure wedding business if you're charging like $1,500 or $2,000 because you will work yourself to death. Nobody wants to do 50, 60 weddings a year. If you do respect, you're crazy, <laughs> but respect to you. I know I don't. I want to limit my weddings to about 20 per year, meaning I need to charge 5K per wedding and I'm there. I'm doing what I want. So whatever your goal is, um, I actually have this formula in the, in the mentorship program. Let's say if you want to make $100,000 and most of you, like most photographers I talk to, they want to book around 20 to 30 weddings a year, somewhere in that range. 24 is a really popular number, which is two per month. If you want to book 24 weddings and you want to make hundred grand, that's $4,000 per wedding. Some of you guys might see that and be like, oh my God, that's so much money. It's really not. $4,000 is not hard to sell per wedding. It's really not, especially if you're doing all the things that I'm talking about in this video. It's not hard. So anyway, what's the closing strategy? I know you guys are probably asking. It's stupid simple, okay? Like stupid simple. When somebody inquires on your website, you send them one text message. If you're available on, your, on their date, you tell them, and then you get them on the phone. And on the phone, you ask them questions about who they are. You find out who they are, what their hobbies are, what their interests are, what they want from their wedding, what they don't want from their wedding, why they're talking to you, why they considered hiring you. And then you go through your collections with them and you find an option that works for them. And then you help them hire you. Notice what I didn't say. I didn't say you sell them. Because if your website is structured correctly, you don't have to sell them. Ryan Serhant has this quote, and he says, people hate being sold to, but people love going shopping with their friends. <laughs> if you guys agree with that in the chat, let me know. People hate being sold to, but people love going shopping with friends. And if you guys don't know who Ryan Serhant is, he's the number one real estate broker in the entire world. He sells multi, multi-million dollar um, houses and apartments to billionaires. Okay. He knows what he's talking about. Like, you know, he makes me seem super small. Like I just sell like five and $10,000 wedding packages. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm not on that level. Right. But people hate being sold to, and they love going shopping with friends. So if you on that call, if you can become their friend and if you can say, Hey, you want this service. I want to work with you. Here's my options. Let's find what that works for you. And you walk them through everything and you ask them what they think about this. What do you, what do you like about this? What do you don't like about this? Blah, 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 blah. You help them pick out an option. They're pumped. You're pumped. And now you have a wedding booked and your net worth just went up $5,000. <laughs> like that's the goal. So laid back, so easy. If you guys are getting on and you're trying to hard sell people, you're doing things wrong. Raise your prices, show your value and then go shopping with your clients and your business will absolutely transform. So let's do a recap. Number one, marketing. What are the three marketing strategies I recommend all of you guys do? Facebook and Instagram ads, ranking on Google, and then, um, you know, uh, why did I blank on the third one? Uh, social media, <laughs> Instagram specifically, showing value to your couples and showing value to your vendors, okay? Number two, having an amazing, amazing website, okay? Showing people who you are, showing people where you are, giving them testimonials, showing your work, having an awesome contact form, starting rates, all kinds of stuff, okay? Your website needs to be fully built out. Again, go watch the website review video. I go way more in depth on website stuff. Go watch it if you're in the Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Number three, get people on the phone, show them your value, 
give like, don't, don't send people a pricing guide, just get them on the phone and then show them your guide, show them everything you offer, get settled on a collection and then work with them. That, that is the strategy to have a six figure wedding business. Damien said, do you tell prices over the phone? Absolutely. Um, I show them my full welcome guide over the phone. They see all the prices. They see all the collections. They see all the options and we pick one that works best for them. But I do not send anybody pricing before the call. Okay. Because if you do that, that's the equivalent of you. I've used this analogy before. This is the equivalent of you going to a car dealership and the, the dude, the front desk dude or whatever, he's like, Hey, we got a car in the back. Uh, it's got four wheels. It's got a, it's got a door. It's got an engine. And it'll get you where you need to go. I'm not going to tell you anything else about it, but it's $20,000. What do you say? Obviously, you're going to be like, well, hell no. I'm No, I'm leaving. However, if they take you back there and it's like a Tesla or a Lamborghini, and then they're like, hey, it's $20,000, you're going to be like, oh, okay, I'll buy it. So the difference there, if you send people your pricing guide, you're just, you're giving them the specs and you're giving them the features, but you're not connecting the dots and actually physically telling them, this is the value I bring you. And you're not answering their questions, right? You're not helping them make that decision. You're just saying, here you go. Here's my list. Bye. That's why sending people pricing PDFs don't work. Now, if you're getting like hundred inquiries a day or some ridiculous number, and you just don't have time to have all kinds of sales calls, fine, send your pricing but you're going to turn a lot of people away. Kind of that's the goal if you're getting a lot of people, but regardless, get people on the phone because it will, it will, it will, it will radically work better for you. Even if you suck at sales, like honestly, I feel like I'm not that great at sales, but about eight out of 10 people who get on the phone with me end up booking me. The only people who don't are the ones who just simply say, hey, I can't afford it. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I'm just saying, literally, I get on these calls and I'm just like, hey, what's up? I sold it. Listen, I sold a $10,000 wedding package the other day over FaceTime. It wasn't the other day. It was like, it was almost a month ago. Um, over FaceTime, I was in my sweatpants and I was just chatting. I was like, yeah, here you go. Like, this is what we got. Let's find one that works for you. It's not hard. It's really not. The hardest part of this is getting the inquiries. That's the hardest part. And that's why I spent the most time on marketing. Because if you don't have a solid marketing strategy down, you're not going to get the type of quality inquiries that will pay you for five, six, $10,000 for your weddings. And lastly, avoid the not, avoid thumbtack, avoid commenting your website on Facebook posts, unless you just have some free time. Sometimes that stuff can work, but it's really inconsistent. And don't settle on just one marketing strategy, Okay. A lot of people, and listen to this, this is, this is a big warning for you guys. A lot of educators will be like, oh, don't do SEO, do Facebook ads. Or don't do Facebook ads, do SEO. Don't do that stuff, do social media. And they do that to sell their product. Don't listen to it, okay? The best marketing strategy is a multiple strategy marketing strategy. I know that was a weird way to say it, but... It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, you got to think of like the analogy, like a table. Okay. You can't, you, there's no table that is just like one little pole holding up the table. It'll fall over. If you want a table to stand and be sturdy, you need multiple little legs, poles. This is a weird example, but you guys know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> like if you just rely on Instagram, pff, Instagram can change their algorithm and you're screwed. If you just rely on Facebook ads, you know, another strategy could come up and then Facebook ads are ungodly expensive and they're not worth it anymore. If you just rely on Google, this probably won't happen, but a new search engine can come up and then nobody searches on Google anymore. <laughs> that probably won't happen, but you know, you never know. So don't rely on one thing. I don't care what, who tells you what, okay? Don't rely on one marketing strategy. Don't do multiple. It sucks and it takes a lot of time. But I swear, guys, if you're not actually treating this like a business and if you're not grinding, you don't deserve success. And I'm going to get a little, I'm going to get a little hateful. I'm going to get a little rant, okay? Because I see a lot of wedding photographers and filmmakers who don't treat their business like a business. They treat their business like a hobby. 
they don't put the work in. They make one post on Instagram every week. Okay, I'm guilty of that, but I do other things, so it's okay. And like, that's their only strategy. And then they're like, why am I not successful? It's like, because you're not doing the work required, okay? I'm super, super passionate about this, if you guys can't tell. Taking action, even if it's not perfect in the beginning, is crucial. And sometimes if you don't take that action, it can negatively affect other people's lives. My case is a prime example of that, okay? Right now, I've had, I think, four or five students in my mentorship program that I've helped get onto a road of having $100,000 years in their wedding business. But if I had waited to start my mentorship program until everything was perfect, that wouldn't have happened. And those people might still be where they were when they found me, okay? If you guys didn't know, I started my program. I sold it before it was even made. If you guys, if you guys are the OGs, you remember this? I posted in the, in the Facebook group when I had like 100 people in this Facebook group. And I was like, hey, I'm doing a live training. Um, it's, I, I charge $500 for it. And I was like, who wants to be there? I'm going to teach my entire video course. And I think I got like five or six people on it. Um, but I sold it and then I created it. And then I refined it. And now we have a ton of success stories. But if I had waited until it was perfect, or if I had treated this like a hobby, then I would be worse off financially. And all of my students would be worse off financially. And it's the same thing for you guys, okay? And there's a lot of people sticking on right now. So I know that you understand this. Get in gear and treat your business like a business. I work through this exercise. I work, hold on. I work through this exercise every morning where I say, listen, I'm not working for myself today. I'm working for the patent in 2030. And I don't want that version of myself to look back on me today and be like, bro, what the heck are you doing? I want the me in 10 years or eight years to look back and be like, yes, he did the right thing. He is doing the right stuff because he built my life currently. And I want all of you guys to think that, okay? I want you guys to wake up every freaking day with the mindset that you're the best freaking photographer in the entire world. Even if you're not there yet, that's fine. Technically speaking on numbers, full-time wedding pro is not the biggest uh, wedding photography coaching in the entire world, but I promise you guys, I'm treating it like it is. And I'm saying it, I'm putting it out there. I'm saying full-time wedding pro is the best mentorship, pro excuse me, in the best mentorship program um, in the wedding photography industry, period. Figuratively, yes. Literally, I have some growing to do, but I don't care. I'm treating it like it is because that's what I want it to be. And I promise you guys, within a year, Full-Time Wedding Pro is gonna be the absolute most popular, the best wedding photography education on the entire, in the entire industry, for marketing at least, because that's how I'm treating it. And if you, all of you guys treat your wedding business like you are the best freaking photographer that you've ever met, then you will take it seriously. That's my rant. It's seven o'clock, guys. I'm going to wrap it up. Um, if you're listening to the podcast still, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Again, go to fulltimeweddingpro.com. Join the Facebook group. It's absolutely incredible. I do this every week. Uh, and I will see you guys in the next podcast episode.